I'm Alex Delay, and this is Vision Vibes. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of NHK World Japan's interview series, Direct Talk. A lot of times when we experience something, we think that other people will experience it the same way. For example, I went to an ordinary public school. We had instances of bullying and conflict between students, but overall, it felt like a pretty positive experience for most people. So when I imagine young people today and their schooling, I instinctively think it must be similar, when in reality, it couldn't possibly be. We live in an era of constant technological innovation. The internet makes good things better, but it also makes bad things so much worse. In today's schools, bullying has gone online, making it more violent, more widespread, and more terrifying than what I remember. I started thinking about the challenges of modern education thanks to today's guest, 22-year-old Brandon Farbstein. Brandon has a disability and has been bullied since middle school. It got so bad, he even received anonymous death threats online. After some very difficult years, he decided that nobody should have to go through what he went through. Brandon drew upon his experience and persuaded local lawmakers to pass anti-bullying legislation. From there, he went on to become one of the world's most influential Gen Z activists. Let's join narrator Gene Otani and discover Brandon's journey on today's episode of Vision Vibes. Today, our guest on Direct Talk is a 22-year-old motivational speaker, Brandon Farbstein. Your uniqueness is your superpower. By showing up in the fullest capacity of who you are, that is how we change the world. Bullying is a worldwide phenomenon. It has increased with more social media. More than one-third of youths experience cyberbullying. Farbstein himself faced and fought bullying until six years ago at his school. He is paving the way for change by sharing his experiences. In 2018, he was Instagram's most influential teenagers under 19. Currently, he's working with corporations. The challenges of diversity and inclusion strategies. He has become an inspiration for people around the world. We asked Farbstein more about his goals as a member of Generation Z. I think the focus around the idea for the need for diversity has certainly advanced very far. But tangibly, there's a lot more that we could do in so many practices and guidelines and things that are already in place, like programs. People with disabilities are totally not mentioned or forgot about, and if they are mentioned, very, very little. I think through sharing my story and the very unique life experience that I've had in the 22 years that I've been here on Earth, I'm able to share not only what I've gone through, but how universal that is. And I've been able to do that in a way that has brought forth exponential change. Farbstein was born in Virginia in 1999. When he was two, he was diagnosed with a rare form of dwarfism called metatropic dysplasia. He is three feet, nine inches, or about a meter and 14 centimeters tall. 
he started to get bullied as he got older. Bullying started for me in middle school. I think it meant to be jokes at first, but they were really hurtful about my appearance and how I'm an alien-looking thing, and just things that were really hurtful to hear from my peers. That really showed up in an extreme way in high school. To then death threats on a near weekly basis. Midget, if you don't kill yourself, I'm going to shank you in the kidney next Thursday. I'm going to plant an IED in the car on your driveway. This all came from social media or email, and I had no clue who were behind any of these attacks, and I was terrified. Walking into that school every single day, not knowing if those that I was sitting next to in class were the ones saying, "Midget, go kill yourself." It was a vicious experience, and one where I experienced PTSD and depression to an extreme, and my self worth was totally beaten down. His family supported him in times of feeling alone in school. His mother Sylvia explained how things were back then. It was so difficult for me as a parent to watch him in his suffering and his isolation, you know. And as a mother, especially, I wanted to just swoop in and fix everything and take the hurt away. But what I realized is that it was nothing that I could control. It was nothing that I can make go away. So I learned to sort of go alongside him and walk the journey with him, so that together we could come up with solutions that would guide him out of the darkness. When Farmstein was 15, he had the opportunity to speak in front of 2,000 people. He was at a TEDx talk conference in Richmond, Virginia, and explained how he went against his doctor's advice in getting a conventional mobility device in his early teens. Don't let other people, even a doctor, dictate the experience you're going to have. Take the advice you need. He explained that this was when he found his mission to share his experiences and bring change. Being on the TEDx stage. Totally changed my life. That really was the first time I shared my story, and I was myself for the first time in front of anyone. It was only six minutes, but it was in those six minutes that I found my purpose. I found what I'm most passionate about, and I also discovered this mission that is so much bigger than me. And I'm so blessed that I was able to find that because I really believe during some of my darkest years that's what allowed me to continue and gave me a reason to keep speaking up and to not be beaten down by the world around me. Farbstein decided to make known the bullying he experienced in front of lawmakers at the Virginia General Assembly. He was supported by his family and a friend in becoming the driving force behind two new legislations that were signed into law. Or when I started receiving death threats from the peers at my school, the police couldn't do anything because the laws that were at the time in place basically protected free speech over those that were getting bullied, 
and the things that were talked about when it came to technology were instant messaging and chat rooms and emails and things that in at the time it was 2017 wasn't really applicable anymore and social media and the law really didn't catch up to one another so there was this huge disconnect that i decided i wanted to help fill in some way to bridge that gap you know what let's see what we can do to first the law that we initially focused on was on bullying prevention specifically requiring school administrators to alert parents within 5 days of any bullying incident i think that was one small step in the right direction towards hopefully helping more families more victims of being the target of that sort of thing but the law that i'm most proud of that we worked on requires empathy and emotional intelligence curriculum to be taught in every single k through 12 classroom across the state in virginia what i've learned and really seen through my own experience empathy especially needs to be modeled and it needs to be introduced at a young age because if it's not it's hard to understand what this huge kind of broad idea of empathy i've had a lot of parents actually reach out to me that has been i honestly think the coolest experience and it was that experience that really started my journey to activism farbstein is currently invited to schools and corporations as a motivational speaker in solving problems especially when i am in front of a teen audience whether that is a conference or a high school or whatever it might be there are a devastating amount of people that have experienced the worst of the worst and it's very sad how prevalent bullying is in every community in every school no matter what I don't think I'm going to have all the answers, but I do know that if they're in a time of despair or an experience that really is trying, maybe they'll think of me and the story that I shared of how I was 11 years old and on the floor of my bedroom moments away from killing myself to where I am now 10 years later, literally on the opposite end of that, how it takes us personal development, transformation and mindset really working with companies as well on diversity and inclusion strategy so that they are having a more inclusive perspective on what it takes to bring in those who are actually in the world not just a picture or delusion of who they may think their customers are but people with disabilities for example make up over 1 trillion dollars worth of spending power globally and that has to be considered when talking about business especially we can make you money and so it's not just about doing something because it's right it's great for business as well and that has been such a unique opportunity that as a 22 year old I've been able to fill as well maybe not what my entire generation thinks but as somebody that is living in what is this society as a young person sharing that perspective with them so that they may be able to drive change with that as well Last year Farmstein wrote a children's book The story describes how he grew to have more self-esteem 
and become kinder to himself. My new book really came about during the pandemic. I started asking myself, "All right, I'm not on stage. I'm not going back and forth to city to city. What can I do? How can I share my story in a new way that is also bringing forth a message that really needs to be told right now?" Self-love is that inner light that helps us continue on despite those moments of extreme darkness. I know it starts with young people and it starts being a kid having that idea of you know what I could look in the mirror and see that I'm different or unique but I'm awesome. I should celebrate that. And if we're lacking it, then we're probably lacking confidence or worth and all of these fundamental things that we we really need to have. The technical age range for the book is 5 to 9, but in the couple of months that it's been out, hearing from quite frankly every age range from people in their 80s to parents in their 30s saying how needed the message is and it resonated with the adults as much as it did with the kids reading it, which I think is so special. Last year, Farmstein started something new. He decided to leave Virginia where he was born and live in San Diego, California. Living independently means so much to me especially for a couple of reasons. Number 1 being 22 and the fact that I'm able to support myself totally on my own is pretty amazing. I could be outside all the time with the incredible SoCal weather of going to the beach and going on a hike, going to the farmers market, all of my favorite things. But also I have a physical disability which definitely limits my mobility and the things that I'm able to do on my own sometimes. So that definitely made me get out of my comfort zone and understand that I am always going to need to ask for help in certain things. I can't go to the grocery store and reach anything above the top two shelves, but asking somebody nicely, "Hey, would you mind grabbing that can of whatever?" I'm always going to face people that may react in a negative or not so great way. I still face daily stares, people pointing at me, taking their phones out and filming me where I go. It happens. I am upset or I'm hurt for a little while, but then I move on because I know that it's experience that's passing like a cloud, and I don't need to let that rain over what I'm doing day after day. However, where I'm at now, that doesn't really define the life that I live anymore. I'm now feeling pride of the identity that I have. Even though I still experience the things that I do, it doesn't limit who I am and who I show up as. Farbstein wants to carry on with his mission by reflecting on himself and to continue on in his new path. I will always chase where my passion lies and so if it goes into hosting a show or doing more books instead of focusing on speaking whatever my heart is telling me to do I'm absolutely going to do it because I know that is how I could have the most exponential impact by following what it means to be me in 
the fullest way possible and knowing that that is how I could help people the most. Elevate Empathy. This is my way of life, but it's also the message that I believe is most impactful for how we all can embrace this idea of shining our light in the fullest way possible. That's by having empathy towards ourselves first and foremost, so that we are able to show up for others. And of course, having empathy for those in our life, because that is where human connection really comes from. Elevate empathy with ourselves first and foremost, and then throughout society at large. For a long time, I thought that inclusivity and tolerance were all about others, as the Golden Rule famously states: "Treat others the way you would like to be treated." But Brandon teaches us that empathy starts on the inside. We have our own strengths and weaknesses, our own uniquenesses. Showing empathy towards ourselves means accepting our differences, embracing our individuality, and respecting who we are. While it's important to treat others the way we would like to be treated, the reverse is also true. We should treat ourselves with the same kindness and respect as we treat others. If we're able to do both. Perhaps we can overcome our insecurities and become the inclusive and caring society that Brandon has been fighting for. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I've been Alex Tillet. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.